Hello everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WBGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. As always, I'm your host, Jack Carr, joined alongside my car man, Davis Carroll. Today we are joined by the incomparable Griggs Blankenberg, joining us for the first time today. We welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be joining us today. Whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna, 91.1 FM, through the information superhighway at weaglefm.com, or tuning in after the fact by listening to our podcast. We are happy to have you here in the studio with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now, as always, we are broadcasting live from the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here in the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where right now it's 38 degrees and sunny. It is a Tuesday morning. We wish you a most sincere good morning as we get on with the show. Davis, how are you doing today? Feeling good. Sitting in a new seat. I am. It's a nice change of pace every once in a while. It's my second favorite seat. Or maybe third, because the driver's seat is a good seat, too. It's a good seat. Just be sure not to break the microphone. I tightened it up, so hopefully it won't fall. That's uh, qu- quite quite the recurring theme on, on these shows. Truly. Truly. And uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Griggs. How are you doing this fine Tuesday morning? I'm doing good, man. <clears throat> Glad to be here. First time on Compact Discord. I'm looking forward to get to talk with you all for the next hour. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thank you to Griggs for joining us. He does... The Eagle's Nest with the Compact Discourse uh, veteran, Daniel Locke. Is that, is that not true? That is correct, yeah. From uh, t- Thursdays, 10 to 11. This week, doing our two-hour Super Bowl special from 10 to 12 on Weagle 91.1 FM this Thursday. Awesome. So tune in this Thursday morning to get the Eagle's Nest. I know Daniel has been uh, working hard on that one, as well as Griggs, to provide you a good show. we got some great talk shows here on W-E-G-L, including but not limited to the one you're talking to right now. So for the next hour, we'll be hanging out with you on Auburn's favorite morning show. At this point, I would like to remind our audience that if any point in the next hour or so, you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we get something wrong, if you need to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345. That's 334-844-W-E-G-L. You can also send us a tweet at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. It's short for Compact Discourse Auburn University, if you can believe that. And I might be more likely to get to that one because I got the tweet deck pulled up right in front of me. And with that, we can jump right into the show. It is a Tuesday, so we've got some SEC college hoops coming up this evening. Some big headlines last night as top uh, three top ten teams all lost. Oh, I'm sorry. Two top ten teams lost as uh, Duke fell to... University of Virginia, Kansas uh, fell on the road in Austin to Texas, and Arizona took care of business and took down the Sun Devils of Arizona State. Both of those teams recently defeated a top 10 team in UCLA. So that's what's going on in college basketball last night. Tonight coming up, we have a couple ranked matchups. We have Marquette versus UConn. That is a ranked-to-be-ranked matchup in the Big East. Auburn will travel on the road to Bud Walton Arena in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Um, the first number one team to play in Bud Walton since, I believe, UNLV mm-hmm. back in the 90s. So, big game tonight. Kentucky travels to <clears throat> so Columbia, South Carolina to play the Gamecocks. They are number five. That game's at 6 p.m. Central, same as Auburn. Wisconsin versus Michigan State in a huge Big Ten matchup. This is for, I believe, second place in the conference. Number 14 versus number 17 in East Lansing. Villanova will travel to Madison Square Garden to take on the Red Storm of St. John's in another Big East contest. 
Huge game here, Illinois on the road in Mackey Arena against Purdue. That's number 13, Illinois, who right now has the best record in the Big Ten uh, versus Purdue, who is number three, former number one. They boast a 9-3 and three conference record. USC will be hosting Pacific in a non-con matchup. UCLA will travel to Palo Alto to take on Stanford. And St. Mary's, who was, uh, was recently ranked in that top 25 poll on Sunday, or on Monday, rather, they will be traveling to take on Santa Clara. So uh, Gonzaga's conference gets a little bit of uh, added merit as St. Mary's has, has cracked into the top 25. So uh, we'll, let you, uh, we'll let you digest on all of that. This is what we're going to be talking about in the first segment, all things college basketball. We're going to hit a quick break, and when we return, we'll be able to discuss that. Uh, so get, uh, get, get, get your hot takes ready. If you got one out there in Radio Land, you can call in at 334-844-9345, or you can send us a tweet at CDiscAU if you have any predictions, hot takes, or any other information about this exciting slate of college basketball we have coming up tonight. I believe that's what one, two, three, four ranked v ranked teams and more exciting SEC matchups as well. In addition to that Auburn game, we also have LSU at AM and Missouri at Vanderbilt. So AM is coming to town this Saturday for college game day. We'll talk about that and more on the other side of the break, including Arkansas fans. They are a different breed, let me tell you. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Griggs and Davis on a Tuesday morning, coming at you live from the WEGL studios. We are broadcasting from high atop the Haley Center here in Lee County on the campus of Auburn University. We've got basketball to talk about, as it is a Tuesday in February, which is some of, some of the best basketball of the year gets played, and uh, mm-hmm. that is exactly what's happening tonight as we have a full slate of ranked matchups, including the Big Ten. The Big Ten's probably the most interesting conference in basketball this year. Let's see. Uh, I mean, maybe not the most talented. I think the, the SEC might give them a, a run for their money there. And uh, Pac-12, while it's a little top-heavy, could, could, could make an argument there as well. But... Uh, there's some big matchups in the Big Ten tonight, including Wisconsin versus Michigan State and Illinois versus Purdue. Those are the two big ones as uh, the Big Ten standings, as it, as it goes right now, are pretty hotly contested with, I believe, Illinois taking uncontested mm-hmm. first place spot. Uh, right now, it looks like, yeah, Illinois is on top with Wisconsin, Purdue, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Indiana rounding out the uh, top uh, six there. So, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be a, a seven- or eight-team year for the Big Ten when it comes to time to dance in March. So, something to look out for, I would say. Yeah, <clears throat> you mentioned tonight Wisconsin, Michigan State. I mean, Michigan State's coming off that loss to Rutgers last week. So, mm-hmm. they're going to be looking for something. And Wisconsin's also coming off that loss last week to Illinois, but they beat Penn State at the very end on Saturday night. So it's gonna be that's gonna be a very interesting game up in East Lansing. It will. And Nebraska is still looking for their first conference win. They are 0-12. Um Nebraska ball, as I like to call it, is must watch television every time it's on. Um I will remind everybody that 
Nebraska versus Penn State is fast approaching. Maybe the best college basketball game you can witness all year uh, will be will be played on the 28th of February. So just plan accordingly. I would plan your day around it. 6 p.m. It's going to be uh, in. It's going to be yeah in Pennsylvania. Nebraska's coming to town and going to get their first conference win. Awesome. I'm pretty excited. Uh, all right, we'll move on to the main event, and that is, of course, Auburn going to Bud Walton Arena to defend their number one crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one is on ESPN2 tonight, tip-off at 6 p.m. Central Time. Auburn is favored in this one by two. So Line drop from two and a half <clears throat> overnight. Just We don't know the status of Zep Jasper yet. Mm-hmm. Sounds like he's not going to play. I'm get, I'm, that's what I've been hearing the most from people. Still with Strep. Kept him out of that Georgia game. Strep Zapsper. Strep Jasper, yep. Classic. Yeah. Uh, Both of these teams are on insane winning streaks. I believe Arkansas has won their last seven. Uh, I know for a fact they've won their last five, uh, including a win at home against Mississippi State. Uh, On the road against Georgia, they really took it to the dogs, putting up nearly 100. So... Um, that's that's an interesting point of comparison, considering Auburn struggled pretty mightily inside of Stegman, where Arkansas just romped. Um, they took care of West Virginia and the Big 12 SEC Challenge uh, in a similar fashion to Auburn taking care of Oklahoma, and uh, they narrowly escaped from Texas A&M at home 76-73 to in overtime uh, just a few weeks ago, back in January. So that is what your scouting report on the Arkansas Razorbacks um, their leading scorer uh, is Note, their guard. He's averaging 18.7 points per game, shooting 42.7% from the floor. Uh, Williams is leading the team in rebounds. He's actually out-rebounding Walker Kessler. He's got 9.1 per game to Walker Kessler's 7.9. And uh, Note is also racking up assists as well with 3.5 assists per game and 33 minutes per game. So that is what... It's looking like over on the other bench for the Razorbacks, uh, ESPN's Basketball Power Index puts Auburn at a 57.5% chance to this one. And I think this is um, probably a game a lot of people had circled on their schedule for the first time Auburn could potentially lose a conference game, considering what a tough road trip this usually is. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Arkansas <clears throat> was supposed to be one of the favorites in the SEC, too. Just that rough start at the very beginning in that rough start to conference play, and now they've won eight in a row. So kind of turning it back to what people thought they were at the beginning of the year. With Eric Musselman's one of my favorite coaches in college basketball, just the way he handles things. That's but. right. So, yeah, Arkansas starting conference play with three straight losses to Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and A&M. And ever since, uh, the last time they lost a game was a month ago on Saturday, January 8th. And ever since then, they have won, uh, what's that, what was that, uh, nine straight? Eight straight. Eight straight. Mm. Counting's hard. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's, what's, uh, that's what's going on over in Fayetteville. And they uh, have their work cut out for them. Yeah, have you seen uh, they've been camping out? I mean, Kentucky's not until G- February 26th. I mean, camping out pretty long time. Everyone wants to be Auburn is what I'm, is what I'm seeing. Auburn invented camping. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, one common note I see here with their schedule without SEC, they, we both played Oklahoma, but – when Auburn beat them, they ended up losing by, to Oklahoma by 22. But that was during their rough stretch, so they've probably gained a lot since then, but just a little something to keep an eye out for. Oh, yeah. 
I think I think that Georgia game is, is a is a is a really scary note of comparison. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Arkansas Georgia rivalry isn't really there. That game doesn't mean as much. It was a weekday game. The steg wasn't wasn't packed out. I bet, but I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to put up a hundred in in conference play, and that's what they did. So. Their de- uh, Arkansas's strength is their defense, though. Mm-hmm. They've held a lot of their past opponents to, besides like West Virginia and UGA, to, like under six, 60 points a game during this winning streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, opponent scores 55, 55, 59, 58. Held a Missouri to a paltry 43. So they almost, man, they did double up on Missouri. They beat Missouri 87 to 43. Wow. Auburn should be worried. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm just saying if Auburn only way I see Auburn win is they stop with all the isolation play. Like every every time they go down the floor, they run an ISO. Mm-hmm. And then they just take a bad shot early in the shot mm-hmm. clock and then the other team gets the easy bucket on the other side with like two defenders down. I think with Zep out especially if any start, I don't know. We're working on running plays more. That might just me as it be a, as a basketball puritan. I love ISO, and I think ISO definitely should be in the game, but it it frustrates me sometimes with this team. What's, That's my take on it. What scares me though, well, you're right. We don't Zep most likely will be out tonight. Is Wendell Green Jr. Even though SEC Player of the Week, congrats to him, but he's our only point guard on the roster right now. With Zepp out, I mean, he played 38 minutes against Georgia. We coming up with that last minute clutch shot, but if you want, he's got to be able to get some rest sometime. So we have to figure out what we can do with that. If he can't, if he's not taking those good shots as he will, because his shot dependency will go down further once he plays longer. Here's something. Here's something I got for you, Davis. I know as as a a scholar of the game, you may have some insight into this. Um, a lot, of, a lot of, a lot of chat. A lot of chatter when a team is on a uh, twenty-game winning streak as they are right now. Um, does this team need to lose? Yes, I'd rather lose now to a good team, a decent, yeah, a good team at their arena than lose in the tournament. They need to Auburn needs to lose so they can learn what their weaknesses are. I'm sure they already had kind of an idea, mm-hmm. but they need yeah. to get not destroyed, but they need to get pretty handedly shown that they yeah. can still lose. Well, the point I saw made on on Auburn undercover was that is is the close games that Auburn has played against Georgia and Missouri, where you can see a situation where they could have very easily lost. Mm-hmm. Is that equ- equivalent to a loss? No. In in the lessons learned department, can you take every lesson you would have learned from losing away from that without the the sting of also losing? I can learn some lessons for sure, but you're gonna st- they still ended stayed number one, so they didn't have any real unless I'm sure Bruce ran them up and down the court after for practice for that. Mm-hmm. But you, you still stay number one. They don't they don't really get any uh not any consequences for that close game and frankly not playing amazing and their defense was really just letting. Georgia get as many layups as they wanted down low. I think they need to lose, and I'd say by more than just like two, because then they could be like, oh, you know, if we just sunk our free throws, we could have won. They need to be like, they need to lose, so they can be like, okay, so this is our weaknesses. This cannot happen again if we want to win in the tournament. Looking at our schedule, I think 
we're not. Gonna, I don't think we're going to lose a game at home. I don't. No, but yeah, I think, with, I think you can cross with, all those out with A and M, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, and yeah. finishing off with South Carolina. I don't. Think uh, yeah, I don't think any home. road game we have left. I mean, ne- I, never in conference play is a road game a gimme. Mm-hmm. But I think it's either this one or our, uh, Tennessee. Ten- <clears throat> Excuse me, Tennessee. Yeah, I would also say, I don't know, that Florida game really worries me considering how well they play. And they have Castleton back. They got Castleton back. Auburn has struggled in that arena ever since Bruce Pearl's been the coach. Even in years they've been great. I think the final four year we went down there and got hosed. I think Mississippi State can also be seen as a trap game. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, I don't think any of these real games left. We should be, like, okay, we can just go ahead and cross that out. I I think you're completely right there. I don't see us losing another game at home, whether that be – just. For any number of reasons, be it from from the jungle just to the confidence of this team, but yeah, road game. I think it's like you're playing a different sport. Yeah, you rather them lose now, get that. What Davis was saying, lose that now. Where they going into the tournament? They don't have that high hope on the high goal in their head. Okay, we got to finish this off with. You just got to win out. Then can't have that like kind of something to fall back on. Auburn projected right now to get a one seed in the SEC tournament. I believe, and uh, they're they're predicted to have what I believe a sixteen and two conference record, which is good enough for the best uh, record in the conference. Kentucky being predicted to have the second best uh, record in the conference, but no surprise there. So that's what we're looking at when it comes to uh, the seeding in Tampa Bay. Uh, the once again the tournament for the SEC will be in Tampa Bay this year, not in Nashville, surprisingly. I feel like it's in Nashville every other year. Sorry, Kentucky fans. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry, BBN, but it's it, it's the it's the Florida show tonight. Um, so we will be. I mean, I'll, I'll be going. So uh, if you're going to Tampa, meet me there. Uh, yeah, that's that's the back half of spring break. If you're not busy, and uh, I don't know, we'll witness some history. Perhaps I feel like uh, I know I know Hellman was at that game where we just beat the stew out of Tennessee uh, in in the in the conference championship. So. If something like that could happen again, you won't want to miss it. And that's all I got to say about that. And with that, we're going to head to a quick break. Uh, I want to remind everybody, if you would like to call in, the number is 334-844-9345. If you want something to say something about number one, Auburn basketball, as they take on Arkansas tonight. If you are hanging out with us on the Plains, the Jungle will be hosting a watch party at Moe's Barbecue downtown. So join us there. Tip-off is at 6 p.m. Show up a little early get a good spot but yeah i'll be hanging out there tonight so if you are on the planes we would invite you to come hang out as well we got a lot to talk about so don't go anywhere we'll be back in about two minutes with some more compact discourse welcome back to compact discourse right here on wegl 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis and Griggs, hopping on the show with us this morning. Oh, it's 8.30, so which means it's time for your weather update. Welcome to the bottom of the hour, ladies and gents. It's 8.33 in the morning. On this 8th day of February 2022, it has warmed up to 40 degrees, and it is sunny in Auburn, Alabama. It'll get up to 56 today with uh, some clear skies, so... A relatively nice day for the middle of winter. Uh, this evening it will cool back down to 40, overnight tempo 35, so not qu- quite freezing, but getting on down there. Uh, winds 6 miles per hour heading south, and the sun is going to set at 530. So 
plan accordingly if you have evening plans. Uh, with that, we will jump right back into the show. So Auburn is playing Arkansas tonight, and if you were on Twitter late last night, you may have noticed a certain space got fired up um, reporting that Brian Harson had been fired. Um, and now, Which was not true. This is not true, but uh, that was the name of the space. Like, breaking news, Brian Harson fired all Auburn fans. It get got, in here. It tricked me. And I was like, well, my, you gotta, I got to get in I, there. I got to get in there. So I get in there, and <laughs> I noticed something a little peculiar is that everyone in there has has an Auburn profile picture. Like, just either <laughs> either like Sailor Aubie or like a flag of, of Auburn. And I was like, well, this is this is a little bit interesting. And then I start listening to uh, what they're talking about, and they're saying things like, uh, I think Hugh Freeze should be the coach. Uh, I think uh, Tom Brady might be <laughs> looking at coaching. And I was like, well... Evidently, this is uh, this is a bit of a, a joke that's being played, and then I then I heard something that uh, really really tipped my hat to what was really going on here, and uh, this guy said Chad Morris could be the head coach after uh, he he's got a lot of experience, and that made me real. I had to go investigate this guy, and so I clicked on his profile picture in the Twitter space, which was like a Sailor Obby, um, and but his header was a panoramic shot of Bud Walton Arena. <laughs> and then I uh, did a little digging, and every speaker in this Twitter space with an Auburn profile picture had an Arkansas oh! header. Mm. And what had happened was... It was a plant! It was. It was a... They're col- running a psyop! It was a collection of Arkansas oh my fans goodness. that all banded together. I did not know that. And uh, named themselves like Cam Newton fan number one. And Auburn Hoops Man Twelve. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. It, it was a. I'll give it to them. A that's, scene and a half. That's pretty. That's, that's pretty, pretty funny. So uh, I did a little digging, and then some Auburn people got baited, and then jumped on. I was got, one of them. Got yeah. te- I mean, no, they they like tweeted about it, and then they jumped on, and then got teased by the Arkansas fans, <laughs> who were all very much pretending they were Auburn fans, um, but very very uh, frequently. Messing up simple rudimentary facts about Alabama, including who the governor was. Who'd they say? Uh, well, they said the governor of Arkansas because they were making a joke. Oh, wow. Like a governor Asa said, and then um, Hunter Hunter L. Johnson, oh, who you may oh, know oh. from Twitter Space fame, oh, uh, no. noted Bama fan. Uh, he jumped on and 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 started reverse trolling the Arkansas fan. That's pretty funny. So basically, there was this sham to to lure Arkansas fans in. And they kept saying stuff like, uh, "Yeah, yeah, when uh, when Auburn beats Arkansas by ninety tomorrow, just like hamming up the, I don't know, you, you we experienced this firsthand, Davis. I, Arkansas has a bit of a bee in their bonnet about oh Auburn, just, just writ large. I well, wonder why. What is it with them? All they do is boo their own team. Yeah, they, they're just a little upset about losing six straight football games to Auburn. And they, there was the guy just holding the sign at us." I, I for the Twitter Auburn Twitter spaces are a whole new av, a whole new frontier. I heard one of them was reading the Gene Chiswick autobiography. That happened earlier in the day. Yeah, I think I think Carter Bird a tipping. Yeah, I I saw that. I uh yeah, I joined this space and this guy with just a completely black profile picture 
was reading something and it was like about an Iowa State game and I was like, well, this doesn't have anything to do with Auburn. <laughs> but the more you listen, the more you realize that this is Gene Chizik's autobiography. He is just reading aloud to the class. This is crazy. Not allowing anybody else to speak. One and of these days, Brian Harson going to jump in one of these spaces or something. Well, Alex was telling me that uh, that uh, Nick Brahms jumped into one. Oh. And but he had the clever disguise of naming himself not, not Nick, Nick Brahms. Brahms. That's pretty funny. And adding a mustache to his profile. That's picture. really funny. You heard, you saw what Zach Calzada joined one the other day, right? I did not. He Please. joined one of the spaces. They requested. They asked, "Oh, hey, there's Zach. Hey, Zach, you want to come speak?" He then leaves. Then Paulo Escobarner <laughs> comments, "Well, Zach, I hope you're <laughs> hope you're better under pressure in the pocket than you are in the Twitter space." That's pretty funny. Whoa. Auburn fans fired up a little bit. That's that's pretty good. Um, all right. Well, I was I was live live texting with Jacob Hillman last night because we were both in this space reacting to it together. Um, this guy named Auburn Ozzy, who Jacob res- described as the real life Joker. Oh, he kept he kept berating people. He uh, he started singing at one point. He 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 was uh, he was warming up his voice for a while, mm-hmm. and he was saying that he was going to sing the Auburn fight song if anyone would like to join on. And then when he started singing, what what came out was was O Canada, <laughs> and he sang the whole thing. Oh, was it good? It was like it was as good when, as it's it like could. when your dad sings. Yeah. So like he was trying, but he doesn't. I mean, he wasn't. He didn't have a silver tongue. Gotcha. He didn't have the pipes really, but. He was committed. He sang the whole thing, and uh, he he warmed up his voice and everything. And uh, a lot of people were telling him to shut up, but no one would remove his speaking access. <laughs> um, one guy joined uh, live from the shower. You could hear the water running in the background. Um, it's the wild west in it, Twitter spaces. It, it really, they uh. They they kept claiming that the Brian Harson news had broken on OnlyFans, and that's why it wasn't showing up anywhere. That's pretty funny. <laughs> and yeah, they kept making Chad Morris jokes. Um, so listening, to, they I were was, giving some Tinder advice. I got these car, Arkansas fans are kind. Of, these these in particular are kind of funny. I mean, I, I will say Auburn Ozzy, like it, it was a little funny at the beginning. The the way he was uh, pretending. I don't I don't even know what if he was. I hope he was doing a character. <laughs> But uh, it was a, but it it got it got to the point where he uh he started singing again. This time he started singing the Russian national anthem. That's pretty funny. And that in was, Russian? Oh yeah, like off like he must have. He, there's no way he like learned it for this. Like it, it it's up in his head, and he just performed it for everybody because he was he was pronouncing everything correctly and singing perfectly. So uh, this guy, yeah, he 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 had he had all the national anthems on lock, and were claiming they were Auburn fight songs. That's so. pretty funny. That's that's humorous. Yeah. So um, there there was a lot of chat about, and every time someone would be mean to somebody else and tell them to shut up, uh, our our host would remind us that that we were part of the Auburn family, so we should be nicer. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they they kind of got away from coaching suggestions. Um. By the time Auburn Ozzy started singing, but as I was joining, I think. Uh, the idea everyone had settled on was that Tom Brady could come in and Gronk could be the OC. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'd like that. Yeah. That'd be really good for recruiting. Yeah, Hugh Freeze was thrown out. Um, Chad Morris was thrown out. A lot of former SEC coaches. Um, Sean Payton, I know he's he's not mm. busy. Yeah. So, um, and, and the sky's the limit. Who, who's, on, who's on your wish list it was really the, the theme of the night. Joe Montana? Why not? Yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know. There's like there's a few I'm not even like Chad Nick comfortable repeating <laughs> that got thrown out there. So man, it, it was uh, I don't know if you if you're like if you can't sleep, I hop on Twitter and just see what uh see what spaces are rolling, especially in the in these weird times we've entered in. Because I hope I've got to say that the the shocking realization that that this Brian Harson fired Twitter space. Um, was was a was a ruse by Auburn fan or uh, was Ar- a ruse by Arkansas fans was it was uh, unbelievable. I, I know I, I did some investigative journal. <laughs> I felt like I was breaking the Panama Papers. Did you tell anybody? Well, I I, I feel like it was pretty apparent <laughs> considering how obviously not were. knowledgeable these people were about Auburn. You remember you you I know you're an SB Nation fan. Greg, you SB Nation fan on YouTube? Uh, n- okay. Let me look them up. So they, you you remember that video, Jack, where it talks about the guy they like they catfish a bas- another ba- uh, rival team's basketball player. Yes. This they're gonna make a video about this the Auburn, the Arkansas faking his Auburn fans Twitter space one day. I I I I think Jacob has a has a recording of Auburn Aussie singing. So um, I'll play I'll play that during the break, and uh, you can be the judge of whether or not this was a. Uh, how much has this? How much with the space documented is what I want to know. I, the thing about spaces is that like they don't save. I don't. You have to like screen record it. Twitter might be hanging on to them for like national security reasons, considering some of the. Oh, stuff I mean, they definitely. Yeah, they definitely are. But like, I think from now on, as soon as something crazy starts happening, Twitter, you gotta start recording. Like, I mean, for I'm, posterity's sake, I would have never thought to do this, but uh, I, I've seen a lot of Twitter space, like in in the uh, in the mentions, especially of this guy that got baited and then owned. Also, I think I saw six different SEC barstool accounts in this Twitter space. Oh yeah, they're chatting about it all the time. Man, uh, at like fourteen, fifteen blue checks, but at the height of it, so six hundred people were in this oh listening goodness. to to Avi Ozzy sing the Russian national anthem. Like it, it wasn't just like a isolated event. This is going to be talked about for a this while. Is crazy, um, especially when when Hunter jumped in. It it really it really made things interesting, especially because the amount of deception that was going on. And this is going to be the case until Auburn finds something they like where they can use this against Harson. I mean, they're just gonna these spaces are just gonna keep going on. When's Auburn gonna do one to like South Carolina or I something? I don't know. Tennessee. Like I don't fire Frank Martin. I really, we have to yeah we have to like get a group together make sure they know their I mean, they know wanna, their know they, their trivia. They I mean, want to fire Frank Martin anyway. We, we need like an extend Tom Crean. Who's Twitter the governor space. of Tennessee? That's mm. that's outside my purview. Mm. Well, do you know the Saudi Arabian national anthem? <laughs> I, I I would be willing to learn it for okay. for a Twitter space joke. So I mean that that's what's up. That's that's what's uh, Bill Haslam or Bill Lee. Remember that. So, I'm really, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see which Twitter space pops up at the top of my feed tonight that uh, I, can, I can join, especially after Auburn beats Arkansas by 90, like everyone claimed they would last night. So, looking forward to that. Um, with that, we're going to head to a quick break. When we return, we will close out the show. If you were part of that Twitter space and want to share, we would love to hear from you. If you have a story that I missed, if you uh, talk to that guy in the shower, and uh, got some got some insight. I'd love to hear it. So with that, we will return in two minutes with the final 15 minutes of the show. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis and Griggs. We'll be back in about two. 
two minutes with the final segment of the show. Don't go anywhere. Back to Compact Discourse right here at WEGL 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com. Welcome into the show. I'm Jack Hart, joining you for the final 12 minutes of the show alongside with Mr. Davis and Mr. Griggs. We are coming at you live from the WEGL studios here on the campus of Auburn University. Auburn takes on Arkansas tonight. That is the big story. If you would like to... Watch the game among friends and jungle compatriots. There is a watch party at Moe's Barbecue downtown on East Magnolia. That is tonight. Uh, Tip-offs at 6 p.m. So uh, if you are so inclined, you can bump on over to downtown Auburn and uh, bring, bring the energy of the jungle to the downtown scene. Man, university Wi-Fi is just on one today. <laughs> Mine's working great. It's on one every day, Mine's but fine. it's are you are you on AU Wi-Fi or is you on AU Open or Guest? I'm on AU Wi-Fi. It's just like every I was time on a, it always kicks me on to AU Guest for every some time reason. I open my computer, it's like it forgets that. Yeah, uh, uh, um, yeah. So that that's what I'm dealing with right now. Um, so uh, we are looking. Uh, we're gonna do some quick news before we get out of here today. Um. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. Um, I do know that uh that spring training is more than likely going to be delayed due to the MLBPA and the MLB not being able to come to an agreement yet. So, I mean that it would it would be in like three weeks is when it would start, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So. We shall see how spring training develops. Uh, that is that is what the story is right now. Uh, right now, Canadian protesters block access to the busiest international crossing in North America as demonstrations against COVID nineteen measures continue. You I heard they're the, I heard they're in a state of emergency or something like that. That's right. As as traffic is backed up for miles I, on this bridge. Is, Go, is GoFundMe still withholding those funds from them? From the oh, I, I don't bl- I don't know. About I never heard about that. Okay, oh, yeah. this is coming out of uh, CNN. Canadian protesters have blocked access to the busiest international crossing in North America, and yet another demonstration of grievances against the nation's COVID nineteen rules. After idling, trucks and vehicles snare snarled. I don't know if that's the right word. CNN. Uh, roadways in major Canadian cities over the weekend. Freedom Convoy participants hindered travel Monday at the Ambassador Bridge that links Windsor, Ontario, and Detroit, USA, at the Canadian border. Traffic was blocked overnight amid protests at an access point between Alberta and Montana, and the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, or Mounties, further threatening supply chain distributions. Uh more on that, according to NBC News, uh, police in Canada's capital said on Monday they seized thousands of liters of fuel and removed oil tankers that were keeping those trucks going. And they also, in Ottawa, they announced a um, a 10-day injunction pre- preventing people from sounding their horns in downtown Ottawa amidst the protests. Man, so, what? This is, you get locked up for honking? This is crazy. I'd be safe. I never honk. I don't know if I've ever honked on purpose. 
Sometimes I'll be doing one of those like yeah squeegee turns. And I love those. Those are my favorite. Do a little do a little bump on it. Um, so Ottawa Mayor Jim Watson has declared a state of emergency in response to the protests, and most businesses downtown have closed or reduced their hours because of the unrest. Man, uh, yeah, I'm looking at this the picture of this this uh this bridge, and it's just all trucks. Forty more than forty thousand commuters, tourists, and truck drivers cross the Ambassador Bridge every day, and uh, now it's zero, as it has been completely blocked off. Canadians finally finally getting a taste of that Atlanta traffic. I mean. It looks like it. This is just like normal day in Atlanta. Um, yeah. Access to the bridge from the U.S. side of the border was closed. The freeway traffic uh, trying to get across the bridge is backed up on multiple roadways for miles, uh, according to the Michigan Department of Transportation. So, I mean, just when you thought, what, uh, is, the word, is the word of the year going to be supply chain? Oh, time, time, person of the year, but then it's like a supply chain worker. It's gonna be something like that. Oh uh, yeah, just, just, just you wait. A very tired. It's gonna be a, someone like with a box. They're put onto like the little rolly, the rolly thing. Mm-hmm. It was the Elon Musk last year's time? I think that was. It went Joe Biden twenty twenty, then yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah, it was probably someone like. Didn't Elon fall down some stairs? I think he something like that happened. Yeah, I had not heard that. Silly Elon. Um. Wasn't there an Elon quote in the Auburn Athletics? Oh, man, there sure was. Uh, Craziness. Yeah, there was an Elon Musk I'm, I'm sure he stole that quote, too. So every time I go into the Auburn Athletics building, they're showing – okay, it used to be uh, whoever we were playing that weekend's last game. So if we were playing Ole Miss this week, upcoming weekend in, bas- in football, it would be whoever Ole Miss played the previous week. It's mm-hmm. just like, I don't know, like motivation, like passive game tape watching. And then it was uh, – like the Welcome to the Plains Jeff Schmetting uh, graphic that they put up when we hired the new uh, defensive coordinator. And then yesterday it was just a quote from Elon Musk. Craziness. So just when you thought Auburn Athletics couldn't get any weirder or, or more <laughs> strangely It's wrong. just a weird person to choose a quote from. I guess it was a good quote. I was kind of distracted. I can uh, – I don't even remember. They have those quotes on like – W like whatever like the sports broadcast network for the university they'll have like just the rotating AU for like the first three and then like the last two are just football related I'm like are they having like a meeting right now Why when is- something is important enough you do it even if the odds are not in your favor and eh, that's a pretty run of the mill stereotypical yeah, quote you can ex- find from anybody else a better one not very profound. I was watching Pythagoras quotes in the bullpen yesterday those are pretty inspirational I didn't know Pythagoras did any more than math. Oh really? He was spitting. He was a, a Renaissance man. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was okay. giving me some motivation. I don't. I don't. I, I don't. I can't find any validity to this Elon Musk fell downstairs story, but I did get it from Snapchat news. So, nah. <laughs> what? Uh, I got. I got headline baited. I'm sorry. Um, all right, we're it is February, so we're gonna roll along with our continued coverage and celebration of Black History Month. So, Davis, what what have you for us today? Today, I was between two. Uh, people. I chose James Baldwin, though. I've mentioned him before. James Baldwin was born in New York in 1924. He was an essayist, essayist, a novelist, and a playwright whose eloquence and passion on the subject of race in America made him an important voice in the 50s and 60s. And he was pretty popular in Europe as well because he lived in France for a while. So he was born in Harlem to a uh, poor family, and he had a eldest of nine children uh he moved wait okay 
from age 14 to 16, he was active during out-of-school hours as a preacher in a small church, a period he wrote about in his semi-autobiographical first and finest novel, Go Tell to the Mountain, and a play he wrote called The Amen Corner. And then in 1948, he moved to France. That's where he wrote a lot. He wrote Giovanni's Room, which is probably one of his most famous besides uh, If Beale Street Could Talk, which deals with race and sexuality. So he was outspoken and uh, an activist for both race and sexuality. And then he came back to America in 57, and he started to get involved with the civil rights struggle. And he was friends with Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Meg Revers, Maya Angelou, a whole slew of people. And uh, a lot of their deaths, a lot of them did die. We talked about Medgar Evers the other day. Everybody knows about Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. He was friends with them. Their deaths really affected his writing. Uh, And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. He died in 1987. He's a great writer. That's not pretty much it. There's a lot about him, but we don't have a ton of time to go over him. That's right. Um, This is kind of a springboard for you to just uh, uh, go out and investigate on your own time. Uh, We'd love to... uh, you know, we love we love to learn. So this is just a, a another another path you can you can venture down. Obviously, we can't do hours of bi- biographical. Um, the fire next time's another one of his good books. Uh, but yeah, we want to bring attention to so maybe some some lesser known members of Black history and bring them into the forefront. Boom. How about that? If you if you like reading, He's and you like Black history, check out James Ball. Think about consider. Consider if you're so inclined, check out James Baldwin. That would be that would no be, call to actions here. It would be prudent <laughs> indeed. Read a read a paper book. It's good for you if you feel so inclined. You you read a paper book recently? Did you not? The sports book. I did. Yeah, it was pretty. I like I like paper books more so than digital books. I've never read. I mean, I don't like reading off of my computer. I don't either. I get class. distracted. Um, I don't like paper books because I don't like being sedentary. Mm, okay. Um, I will read a little bit before bed sometimes, because it it's, it makes me sleepy. My issue, okay. My <laughs> my issue is is that like I just get so distracted so easily. That is true. Like my mind will start to wander while I'm reading. Not to reread the whole page. It's a whole issue. But I did read a book about race and sports. In fact, so it pertains to this. Race in sports. Race not within f- sports, okay. not racing oh. within sports. <laughs> okay. I've read a couple books about racing sports. Okay. I Jeff, bet those were pretty Jeff Gordon biography, very good. Mm. Well, what was it called? Like Pedal to the Metal, the yeah. Jeff Gordon story? <laughs> I bet it was something like that. It, yeah, okay, give me a second. <laughs> I will find out what it's called. Uh, I, I much prefer audiobooks. Yeah, I can. I can. See, I get that. On my way back from Christmas break, I did listen to the rest of the book. I read like 80% of it, and I listened to the rest of the rest of the way up because I didn't feel like listening to music the whole way. It was nice. I'm going to tell you what. Matthew McConaughey's book on audiobook. I've him, heard, he he reads it right. It's amazing. I've heard it's pretty it's good. It's such a great book too. I've read it. It's like one of the, the only few books I've read in the past because it's something I like. Yeah, his life is incredible, and his him his voice telling his story, really good. All right, all right, all right. Okay, it's called Jeff Gordon: Life in the Fast Lane. There you go. <laughs> no, it's not called that. It's called Jeff Gordon: His Dream, Drive, and Destiny. Uh, but you believed the first one, didn't you? See. His dream driving destiny is not as good. Yeah, uh, three. I like the alliteration. Could have been a lot better. Life in the fast lane. He didn't touch the walls if he didn't want to. That's right. Or he only touched the walls if he wanted. They to. don't need headlights because the track is always lit. That's right. All right, we're gonna close today with a quote from James Baldwin, and that is, of course, quote: "I am what time, circumstance, history have made of me. Certainly, 
but I'm also much more than that. So are we all. Boom. And that is going to be the show for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us, Griggs. I hope you will return for a future episode. Did you of have course. fun? Yeah, I had fun. A lot of fun. All right, good deal. Well, we will wait with bated breath for the return of Griggs and the return of all of our other beloved guests. And we will be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. So thank you so much for listening to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. However you join us today, whether that be from your radio antenna, from WeagleFM.com, or by listening to our podcast, we would like to remind you that all of our previous episodes are available as a podcast absolutely commercial break free wherever podcasts are heard on your podcast player of choice. Just search for Compact Discourse. I use Overcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDISCAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U for links to the podcast, information about the show, important updates, pictures, and more. You can also tweet at us to get your opinion on the show and join the conversation on Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. You might also want to go ahead and follow WEGL on Twitter and Instagram, Weagle underscore AU. That's Weagle underscore AU. As we got important information about events we're putting on, including the vinyl record painting we had last night, as well as concerts on campus, which makes its much-anticipated return this Thursday. And with that, for Jack Hart, Griggs, Blankenberg, Davis, Carroll, this has been another exciting episode of Compact Discourse. We will be back at you tomorrow at 8 a.m. This has been Jack Hart. Have a good rest of your day. As always, War Eagle, watch Auburn basketball tonight. Number one, taking on Arkansas. We will be at the watch party at Moe's Barbecue. With that, everybody, have a great rest of your day. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. And War Eagle, ladies and gents.